Okay, we're talking about two weeks worth of movies this yes, time. Yes, because we completely forgot to do it last week and then procrastinated because we wanted to add more movies. So this is two weeks, mm-hmm. what he said. So first, on so the 26th. Of April, because it's May now. <laughs> what did we watch? We watched The Men Who Tread on the Tiger's Tail. Akira Kurosawa movie. 1952. It's his fourth movie i believe yeah earliest um it's only an hour yeah it's short i'd seen it before but i really i had been wanting patrick to see it for like a a million years and i've owned it for a little while so it was about time we watched it i keep forgetting about and it was good it it's based on a. oh it's like it uh, it's based on a kabuki theater thing that's based on like whatever the form of theater before that was called thing I don't based know on like a real event. Oh, cool. So like it's one of those Surprise, movies that more has more meaning if you like actually know, know the historical yeah. culture of everything. I remembered I it being a lot funnier. And I, I, it I guess hilarious. it's categorized as a, co- well, I mean, maybe when I saw it when I was 13, everything was hilarious. It was funny, but I just remember thinking it was hysterical. It's a group of guys (laughs) trying to get across the border of this area because one of them... Yeah, is in disguise because there was some, like... um, Bad government stuff. Yeah, government royally strife. His brother doesn't like him anymore, so he's running away, and they have to get through a checkpoint. And there's a quality comic relief man who's, like, the main character. He's kind of like the, like, Japanese Charlie Chaplin... Yes, the court just. <laughs> it, Stop but, shaking the thing. Sorry. But it was good. I liked it. Yeah. And now I can have said I've seen it. Woo! Then we saw on the 28th of April, Paradise Hills. And it was, you know what, you talk while I find my review. Uh, it was pretty weird. It, I think it would make, like, a better young adult novel. <laughs> um, but it's just... Terrible. Like, a <laughs> group of girls are in a... Like a kind of like an asylum island, like a therapy. It's supposed to be like a residential treatment center on a faraway island. It was horrible. But there's like something weird going on. Yeah, but we honestly don't really understand what's going on. I agree with Patrick. We 100% probably every 10 minutes of the movie paused and thought, "Are we sure this isn't like adapted from a like a a teen like not science fiction? What's it called? Like a romance? Like Uh, fantasy? Yeah, a fantasy thing." Like a young adult thing, because it just seems like there were so many plot points missing that were just skipped over. It was incredibly disappointing because there were some people in it that we wanted to see, like Danielle McDonald and Aquafina and Emma Roberts, all of which I really enjoy. And it just was a letdown. I My review was, what the hell? Literally, this is Alice in Wonderland, but bad. Who were the writers? Yikes. A disservice to some actually talented actresses. Yeah, some of the writing really was. It was a whole... I mean, the the script was just appalling. Just cringeworthy. It looked interesting. If you can get past this is not how people would act or things real people would say, like, it's it's digestible. And it's It's weird because it's like... 
the kind of movie that if someone was like, I'm going to watch this, I wouldn't necessarily be like, don't watch that. Right. Because, like, it's but kind don't have of high expectations. interesting to see. And by the end, there's some things that happen that sort of pull it into an entire different genre yeah. than makes any sense. Yep. And they lean heavily into fantasy. Yep. Which for something that's more science fictiony to suddenly I don't know it was they just took it to they keep taking it to a different place than where you think it's going and not in like a ooh suspense where's it gonna go like a I what they I my guess is they started with like the set design and were like wouldn't all of this stuff look really cool in a movie let's build out from the set because like all that stuff like looks like they thought about it yeah. it was interesting it's just kind of messed but up. just like the rest of it was pretty terrible then we saw on the 29th we saw say anything only because i've heard so many things about it and i feel like it was one of those you need to see this to understand cultural references and it was leaving whatever streaming service we were watching it on that day so it was kind of like ah. it was your typical 80s Literally. High school, college, romance movie. Yeah, very... Not predictable, I think. And I only say that because I'm not really familiar with that genre or that era of movies. But at the same time, even though I didn't feel like the plot was predictable, the just the overall sense of the movie was very, very um, true to that time period of movies. Like, you'd go, oh, yeah, that's an 80s movie. I don't necessarily know what's going to happen with these relationships, but it feels so kind of, I could see it being nostalgic or, like, of the time. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of movie I go. It's relaxing. Yeah, that wasn't bad. But, like, I'm looking at the list here, and I'm seeing it, and I'm going, which one was that? Oh, right, that's... With John Cusack? Yeah, yeah. But, so it's... That's fine. Not a movie I'll probably remember in 20 years, necessarily, mm-hmm. but... That's but I'm okay. glad I saw it. On the 30th, we saw Won't You Be My Neighbor. Which is the documentary. Yes. Not, um... Whatever the It's a beautiful Tom day in the neighborhood, right. Which they came out, like, a year apart, so it's been incredibly confusing. Documentary about Mr. Rogers. It was good. It was really good, yeah. I like that they showed him being, like, a somewhat regular person mm-hmm. and, like, having doubts about stuff and mm-hmm. Not things perfect. like that. I, I enjoyed kind of the timeline of it in terms of a historical comparison, in terms of him having direct social political commentary on things, mm-hmm. which I had never really particularly thought about. I liked that they brought up some of the criticisms against the show. Yeah. And were directly like, this is how th- yeah. he thought of those things. I'm appalled that people protested at his funeral. That really, that hurts. Yeah, that's but there's some haters, so. All right, moving into April, we Where? kind of went on a Shark Week streak. <laughs> um, we did. Out of the past two weeks, we've watched four to five movies that are centered around the ocean. <laughs> um, so the first movie that we saw on April 1st was The Meg. It's just Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. There's a... There's a megalodon. There's a, there's a shark. Oh, it's a really big shark. And that's the movie. I mean, like, it, it's, a, spoiled, it's, a, yeah. it's a shark movie. Like, what else is there to say? It's fantasy The only thing that really... Oh, Asian representation, Holla. Oh, yeah. It was like, what? The um, only thing... That I had a problem was... 
they're, they're like, there's this big shark. Oh, it's a megalodon. Oh, it's so big. Oh, it's so big down here sometimes. And we have these giant bites out of things. But then the actual shark, when we see it, is like not maybe as big as I had imagined with those things in my head. I bet everything and looks like, scarier underwater. It sort of had like that Godzilla vibe of sometimes it's really big. Sometimes it's a little bit smaller than you that. You were yelling. But I was like, I want it. Like, if you're going to make a movie called The Meg about like a massive shark, like make it big. Make like, it terrifying. Like make it just like make it way bigger. Yeah. It's not a movie you're going to take seriously. I know there I was reading about the production and everything, and there's a lot of people who are unhappy because it was supposed to be like this R-rated kind of gory shark movie. I don't think it needs to be. Um, but like I enjoyed this the way it was. I don't particularly watch shark movies for the, for the gore. Yeah, the carnage. So, like that did bother me, but I can understand why people would not like it. But I just thought it was a nice, like blockbuster type shark movie. It was fun. And then after we saw that, I was he like, went on a I was like, let's look for some like good shark documentaries. So we watched one. So I found like five. We might watch some more of them at some point later. They're, after the nightmare ceased. They're, <laughs> they're good. Just sort of put on. But on. And realize that all those things exist in the ocean and like, yeah. I'm never going there again. It's funny. On, I think it was Amazon Prime. We mm. watched. Galapagos Realm of Giant Sharks. That's pretty good. It's all about uh, whale sharks. Right? Yes, right? I don't the, the big ones yeah. that don't eat you. Yeah. Yeah. They all kind of blend together right now. Um, so that's really neat because, you know, there's lots of going underwater with large sharks that aren't the scary type. And it was really good. I mean, they're scary, but not in the, like, I'm going to eat you. Like, the, that's huge. I really like nature documentaries. Yeah, sometimes I go into, like, an existential panic of, like, oh, my God, it's going to eat me right now, um, you know, in suburban Pennsylvania. But, um, no, I, I think I often forget those things exist because you're not really thinking about sharks and whales all day. So you see that and you're like, wait, that's real. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. That's on our world. Oh, my gosh. On the third. <clears throat> wait, wait. The only other oh, thing okay. I thought, was thinking of that just popped in my head about the Galapagos, Galapagos. shark movie is that like usually shark documentaries are like ah teeth and quick cuts and drama, but this was like very like laid back and relaxed and like low key, which I thought was kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, it was like not slow paced in like a plot way, like a slow like slow panning shot, which I mean is appropriate like to see the ocean because abyss. But like I felt kind of like I was watching relaxing. like. Kiki's delivery service. Like, uh, like I was like nice and relaxed and there was no Okay. No drama. No. Speak for yourself. Okay. Then on the third we saw two movies. We finished our shark streak, more or less, until this week. Um, and we watched Forty Seven Meters Down, which honestly, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was a good movie, but I had a good time. I was very stressed. There was a scene in it that turns out to be a different way, and we found out that that was the thing, and I was like, that was unnecessary. But essentially, it's about two sisters that are in Mexico, um, and they go on, like, a shark cage dive, and they wind up at the bottom of the ocean. I'm trying not to spoil things. And, and then it's about how they deal with that. Yeah. 
Yep, pretty much. And one of the sisters is kind of a terrible person. <laughs> Dealt with it better than I would. <laughs> so, yeah, there are a lot of things in that movie where it's like, if this actually, I mean, I, you, I'm sure that things like this happen. Unfortunately, you're kind of like screaming at it like in horror movies, like, no, don't do that, you idiot. But at the same time, like this movie more so than most horror movies, you're also going, well, how would I have dealt with that better? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, like, oh, they're smart to think that that would be the way to save yourself or help each other. Like, I have no idea how I would, I would deal with that situation. So it goes at a that's very terrifying. Nice pace. Yeah, it does go at a nice pace. It didn't feel too long. It's ninety minutes, I think. Yeah, was, which is reasonable. Some of those movies, I'm like, mm, yeah. let's get going. But like, they start. They are beginning incident happens relatively quickly. Yeah, because I hate movies like this where you spend like 25 minutes learning unnecessary backstory about these characters and following them around. When you're like, I've I've seen the marketing, I've seen the poster, like I know what's going to happen. This is not why I'm here. Come to the sharks. There was also like a brief moment that actually made me jump. Yeah, he's a little traumatized from Which it. I was not expecting. It's a very good use of visuals and, like, purposeful noise but not being a loud noise just to cause a jump scare. Yeah. Um, I, I would watch that clip again to watch you scream because it's hilarious. But, yeah, it's terrifying. If you've seen the movie, you know what – I hope you know what the clip is. It's terrifying. All right. And then at the same day – at the same day. Yep. That same it day. Was the same day. We saw The Family Stone. Very and, similar movie. Oh, completely similar. I mean, they're a bunch of sharks. Um, 2005, it has Sarah Jessica Parker, Rachel McAdams. Um, ooh, oh, oh, shoot, what's her name? Ba-da-ba-da. No idea. Doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, we saw this movie mainly because we had watched a YouTube kind of interview with a production designer. Is that what he was called? Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton, but what was the other lady? Well, don't move, don't move, don't move. Oh, you moved. He was uh, he, he a like uh, set designer. Right? Yeah, there was a set designer who was essentially reviewing a bunch of movies based on their sets. their sets and, like, the trueness to the story. And he absolutely loves this movie and said it was very, very well done. So I was like, I mean, that's a kind of cool perspective to think about. Yeah, it's neat. The and movie we watched was... it, and I completely agree. It's very, very well done and plays... I think the set plays a role appropriately with the movie. That didn't really make yeah, sense. no, the, the set itself, the house that the, the whole movie takes place in, for the most part, is it's very supports. believable. It feels like a house that people's lived in. It feels like going to your relative's house. It pays service to the plot. That's what I'm trying to say. Unfortunately, the plot itself yeah, what the heck? was not great. There's the whole highly unrealistic just behavior. Weird. It was very strange. Like there's lots of this is not how human beings would react to this sort of thing. Nope. This is and I no no. That's about a family and a girlfriend goes to visit her boyfriend's family over the holidays. And of course she is goes well. a pain. But at the same time, they're also not great. I feel like they're supposed to be, she's supposed to be portrayed as this really horribly annoying person and they're supposed to be this wholesome family, or at least that's what the description said, but in reality, they're not perfect either. I'm, you're supposed to sort of feel bad for both groups of people, Yeah. but I ended up just not really caring about yeah, either Yeah, I was kind of like, everybody's terrible and, you know, 
I guess family and connection and will mend situations and relationships, but like you all don't get to be like, we're this amazing family. She's annoying when you're kind of treating her terribly. And she, that's just, she's a person too. She's annoying, but she's not a bad person. Yeah. I want to see her. You don't get to yell at Sarah Jessica Parker. And something that she's not kind of annoying though. Like she's she plays that same character in pretty much the all like of neurotic stuff. like fast paced New Yorker who has to do stuff who has man trouble. <laughs> has Sarah Jessica Parker ever had a movie where she doesn't have man trouble? Sure doesn't Not pass really. the Bechdel test. I can tell you that. And like in Sex in the City, she's like my least favorite character. Yeah. Like she's not. She's annoying. She's the main character, but I would prefer any other character to be on screen. But that's I don't know. I think I don't know if it's her demeanor. Or, or I don't know. Anyway, then on we skipped a day on the fourth. Um, I think I was really busy that day. On the fifth, we saw the thing, which we had actually started probably back in like 2014. Yeah, we saw it the first 20 minutes of it or so. Yeah, not that I remembered it. No, I we started it in college, and I don't know why we stopped. We stopped because we were watching it while we were waiting for a bunch of people to show up to see Happy Gilmore. Um, or no, that was after Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that was well after Happy Gilmore because that was the first movie I ever saw with you. Yeah, but either way, we were waiting for people to show up to watch something else, and then people showed up, we so finished. we stopped. And then we never it was it. good. I, I don't necessarily want to say that I understand why people say it's their favorite movie, but I definitely do think it was well made. That's yeah. all I'll really say. No, that's fair. I, it didn't give me nightmares because I've seen enough terrifying things. I really like Alien. Yeah. So it's sort of like Alien, only not in space. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to see after underwater. Hmm. Yeah. It's got a nice... If there could be less um, dogs doing things unsafe, that'd be great. Yeah. The dogs do kind of get the short end of the stick. But, um... Oh, God. I just got it. But, yeah. You're terrible. Speaking of animals, we watched two movies on the 6th of April. The first movie that we saw was Natalie Portman and the other guy's name, I can't remember, um, their documentary, Eating Animals, which is based on the guy's book, which turned, like, half of my friends who are vegan, vegan, um... I thought that it was a very good documentary. It's essentially following some very traditional farmers in the Midwest um, and kind of their perspective and their process of OG, original, like, old-time farming and how that is really, like, the only way that we should be farming if we're going to be meat consumers. Um, But I loved... I I went into this movie assuming that it was going to be super political and and very opinionated about you need to be veganist you need to be vegan you need to be into veganism and be vegan and like you're killing all these animals and it's terrible but it actually no they did they didn't at any point say this is why you need to eat less meat Mm -hmm. but it was implied just based on how factory farming is and i simultaneously learned a lot but at the same time it was redundant and not in a bad way to um Food Inc. and all the other, like, Mm -hmm. you know, anti, we should be doing, you know, we shouldn't be doing what we're doing documentaries. I think you said it took a different perspective, but at the same time was, like, you know, informative and 
realistic and yeah. current. I mean, we probably need to hear the message a few times before it sinks in, so <clears> that's <throat> not bad. Yeah, it definitely, um, whatever their purpose is, I think that it's going to hit people in different ways in terms of action. I, I don't think that I would ever stop eating meat, but it definitely makes you second guess and, and think about your choices um, ethically, just in general for the planet and for animals. But yeah. they did a good job not showing really gruesome footage. It definitely was jarring, but I think that it was well done. Yeah, I feel like... I don't think I can eat pork ever again. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It was depressing. They did a good job. I think their underlying message that they sort of never really said out loud, but it was less eat less meat and more buy. If you're going to be eating meat, buy it from your Locally, local person yeah. and support the traditional ways. Probably struggling because yeah. they're not Tyson or Purdue. Yeah. I really liked, I will say, I really liked the perspective that it took and that it was talking about. You know, not only the cruelty and the the lack of humanity in these factory farms towards animals, and not only that, or the fact that it's completely destroying the environment and not eco-friendly, but it took the perspective or really focused on how factory farming and these large corporations have completely ruined and sabotaged farmers in that it's putting them in debt, it's making them putting them into this competition they never wanted to be in and challenging their wholesomeness by you know doing all these terrible things but the general public will you know buy factory farm meat because it's cheaper it's more convenient it has the publicity we don't care because we don't know when all these farmers are struggling and being completely ruined financially just it's terrible and I, I honestly, honestly never really thought about how eating meat and factory farming and just generally this whole situation has affected farmers and how that's terrible. I never thought about that. So I think that's what they, pro- I hope, I'm assuming that most documentaries want, want to get you thinking and yeah. want you to educate yourself more. You know, some definitely are like, change your mind, change your mind. But I think this one did a really good job at getting the ball rolling, giving you facts, half of which maybe you already knew, but kind of reignited your your thoughts about how could I be living life a little better. Yeah. And then, completely different genre, that evening we watched Lady of Burlesque, a 1943 classic. It was way better than I anticipated. I, didn't, I honestly had no idea what we were getting into because, I mean, like most old movies, the description is just like five paragraphs listing all the stars and like other movies they were in versus today's DVDs that have like a sentence you have no idea what the movie's about unless you stare at the cover. I didn't know that there was going to be any plot, honestly. But it's a it's like essentially a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery, yeah. It was great. <laughs> it gets three stars and a like from both of us. Yeah, I it I, three out of five, I should clarify. Not the, out of ten. the whole movie is on YouTube because that's how oh, we, we finished it the last five minutes. Because our disc the, the was The disc started skipping. So I just looked it up on YouTube just on the off chance that the ending was on there. And, like, the whole thing's up there. It's, I mean, obviously. Terrible quality. 180p. Rainy. But 
But you can okay. tell what's going on. But I mean, regardless of the YouTube quality, it was it was good. I, it was I, like appropriately raunchy, and then it wasn't like purposely raunchy. It was only raunchy in the fact that it's about an opera house where there are burlesque dancers. You know, it's not trying to be overtly like inappropriate. It just happens in that Sorry. setting. Yeah. But honestly, it was really entertaining. I was engaged the whole time. It definitely. <laughs> We were mentioning when we saw it that, like, it reminded us a lot of Gosford Park. Yes! And then Knives Out. And a lot of the the ways the murder itself goes down. Mm -hmm. There's, like, some twists and turns. and It definitely... This did this and this and this. We had no idea who who the culprit was. Yeah. I was glad it wasn't one of those movies that at the end it's like... And it's someone you've never seen before, because I hate movies That's like that. stupid. It was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't believe it, honestly. I sort of want to go and watch, like, the first 15 minutes again, just to see now that we know what happened and mm-hmm. who who did done it. Who done it? That who done it, it, if, I, if I watch this again, knowing are there things I can see that I go, oh, yes, this makes sense now, this makes sense, yeah. or maybe not. Because maybe it was just how I was watching it, but with a lot of these movies, I don't try to figure out who did it in my head. Like I'm not trying. Oh. I'm not <laughs> trying to solve the problem. I'm obsessively. I'm just letting the story happen. That because, must be more enjoyable. Because that lets me at the end just go, "Oh, it's this person that did it." That way, I don't have to go, "Oh, I was wrong," or "Oh, how incredible." It's just like. If it feels like it fits, it feels like it fits. And if it doesn't, I haven't Wasted been thinking your energy. too hard. Yeah, yeah, unlike me who has to know every detail and compare and cross-reference. I mean, maybe I'm just us. dumb. No, maybe know, I'm just a little neurotic. Um, just a little bit of both, maybe. Well, we both enjoy movies. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, yeah. we finally, and I'm speaking on behalf of Patrick in the word finally, we finally saw Pacific Rim. I was going to watch this movie Six separate times. Sophomore year of college, and you told me, no, wait, don't watch that without me. I'd like to see it, too. Flash forward six years later. I have been trying to get you to watch this stupid movie, and then out of the blue yesterday, you're like, oh, I'd watch that movie, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Well, actually, technically, I wanted to watch it on the 6th, but we couldn't play it on the projector. Yeah. So I get credit for wanting to see it. Before we actually got to see it. So. <laughs> it was great. We honestly. saw it yesterday. It was a little long, but. It was great. Sometimes you need a big. Boom Things crash. go boom. Yeah. Big robots fighting big Godzilla monsters. Oh, no. There's another one. Ah. Oh, no. My arm got ripped off. But good thing I got this other arm sword to go. <laughs> and cut your head off and. It is pretty great. It kind of just makes me want one of those electric serrated, like, bandsaws to slice, like, a huge pot roast. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a sword in it that Patrick described as looking like a spine. I would rather um, describe it as a, not a swordfish, but there's, like, a fish that has, like, a swordy looking, it's not a swordfish, but there's a fish with a swordy looking nose. Um, and I just want to, like, slice stuff with it. Anyway. It was good. It was kind of long. We watched it kind of in breaks, but... Oh, yeah, we went and ate dinner. 
Yeah, which honestly, I think that made it a little bit more enjoyable. Sometimes just taking a break so you can refresh and like recommit to the plot is helpful. Um, at least that's what I think. I can't sit for a long time. My back hurts. Ironically, my only com- well, okay, one of my two complaints. Oh my one complaint was it falls. I mean, into many tropes, but into the trope of generic white guy. Marine tough guy soldier, but whatever. And, okay. and two, and two, like for a movie that's about guys dressing up well, not dressing up, but getting inside giant robot mechs and fighting giant sea monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a solid chunk of the movie that I would have liked to see more fighting giant sea monsters. Yeah, there was limited like, combat. Like, we got a lot of drama happen. Like, I'm not watching this movie to find out very, like, whether or not he can be compatible with this girl to fly The, the fighting scenes were very much like, strike, strike, and then the opponent or you is down. We move on. There wasn't, like, head-to-head, like, let's see him tough it out combat. Yeah. It's... It's similar to, like, the 2014 Godzilla movie, the one before the one we just watched. I... Um, (laughs) Like, there's... You see the monster, and we have a little bit of fighting, but then we go to, like, talk to the people on the ground that I don't care about. Yeah, I don't care. Like, they're not why I'm watching this movie. But I'm sure there are people who complain the opposite direction. Um, And then... Um... Today, we watched Dolphin Reef, which, if you're not aware, Disney Plus released two new nature documentaries, one called Dolphin Reef, one called Elephant. Um, Elephant is narrated by Meghan Markle, and Dolphin Reef is narrated by Natalie Portman. And we are obviously suckers for nature documentaries, but even more so um, sold by... hearing that people we like and know are narrating them. Like and know. It's like Aaron K. just narrated it. Our Natalie Portman. I love Natalie Portman. She's just so great. She's, yes. Anyway, um, they're good. They're a little bit under an hour and a half long each. It's an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, reasonable length. Remember, these are for like, aim, these are aimed at kids. Um, I will say... It is so interesting to watch a nature documentary that's clearly aimed at kids. Just comparing the music use and the specific lines in the narration. Oh, yeah, it's so epic. Like, but like, you know, I mean, David Attenborough is the only, like, name that I can compare it to. Um, Where, like, you know, it's, like, very limited verbals or very scientific facts, like, seriousness, like, we observe, like, blah, blah, blah. Natalie Port, this is aimed at kids, so we get... These comical sound effects. Oh no! <laughs> um, we get there's a fight between a lobster and a crab, and this we've watched this lobster essentially maintaining his it's landscape area. It's a rainbow shrimp. Well, it looks like a lobster to me. Whatever. Anyway, Mr. Rainbow Shrimp is tending to his his real estate area, if you will, his little cave, and there are these other fish that are moving around his coral and stuff, and it's great. Obviously, there's commentary on that. Um, which is just great. And then this crab comes along. We don't know why. 
and the rainbow shrimp guy like punches the crab in the face and Natalie Portman yells, you want a piece of me? Get off my lawn! Things you just wouldn't really hear in a normal like adult focused nature documentary. Um, really dramatic music. Um, it's definitely like, I think it's rated G. I would call that PG just because the ocean is scary. But there's no, I mean, there's no shark attacks. You don't see anybody eating anything unless it's like... A small fish. A small but fish. But there's no blood. Right, there's no blood. We see dolphins eating fish, but like we've waited for this moment so long. And there's a lot of like coddling into it and like, oh, this dolphin needs to learn how to eat. And this is how we're going to fish. And then there's like very joyful music and it's a big cheer of like, yay. But there's no like shark attacks. There's no blood. There's no shredding fish to shreds and shaking it in the water and slamming it into the waves. And, and no unlike the penguin dead. movies, there's no little... Suicides? I was thinking about just the death in general, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's no like sea carnage. Um, I did learn some facts though. I will say it was not uneducational. You learn all about the importance of uh, the reef ecosystem and everybody plays their part. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. How do you feel about gills? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. You bring gills up again, you're gonna get. You're gonna, I, I, I will not commit to violence on on live radio. What are you looking forward to watching this next week? Well, I want to see Elephant. I want to see. Yeah, it's short. Um, I'll be honest. I I don't necessarily recognize Meghan Markle's voice, but just like knowing it's her is exciting. Um, oh, geez, I don't know, man. I'll watch whatever. You you said you wanted to watch uh, that depressing movie. Yeah. No. Yep. Maybe we'll just... We'll just watch whatever. We'll Usually watch I have like a list. We'll watch whatever. We'll let you know. What, what about you? No, I didn't I just want to drink anything. more tea. Although at some point I do want to finish Blue Planet too. Because mm. those are always fun. Yeah. And pl- just Planet Earth too. We haven't finished yet either. I think we've gone through the ah, first, first four episodes. I can't sing the song. Which one? They're like zooming in, and there's like the whole prairie and the plains, and there's gazelle running, and and the credits are rolling, and then it goes, ah, you're looking at me to stop, all right. No, I know. That is it! Oh my gosh. I believe you. I just. You just give me a minute. Give me a minute. in the prairies of, you know, Pennsylvania. I don't know if this is it. Nope. Nope. Is it blue? Planet? I believe you. We can listen to it later. Why don't you say goodbye to the nice? Goodbye. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>